0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weight loss. That's plushcare.com weight loss. For the first time since 1500 BC, Man City have lost in the League Cup. Me like Carabao, me drink Carabao. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the football <Purple> ramble. It's <laughs> the 28th of October, and Jules no. Oh, you're you're here. Now.
1: You oh, asked me to go for it. I went what the hell was it. that, Jules?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrote, uh, I wrote Jules a cavewoman line because it's been since 1500 BC that Man City have lost the League up, and she <laughs> led into it. She's a great performer. You, you like asked Carabao, me to go for
0: You asked, I delivered, uh, mate. Carabao
3: very happy with that, actually. Yeah,
0: they should be, although I think we all laughed over it. So I think it deserves another mention. Thank you, Carabao Cup, for delivering some excellent uh, games Mm. this week, and particularly last night. We will come on to those a little Mm. bit later, but we have to start with... Believe it or not, some breaking news that happened before we recorded the Rumble. Come on.
3: Thank you very much for those uh, friends at Barcelona. Thank you mm. very much. Ronald
0: yeah. Koeman has been sacked. Look, it's um, he's there 14 months. It was never the best appointment in the first place. There was a lot of eyebrows raised when he got the job in the first place. And after losing to Raya Veacano last night... 1-0 uh, in the league. They're ninth in the league. I think it's their lowest points total at this stage of a season in 17 years. Yeah. It was always going to happen, wasn't it? It was just a matter of time, I think.
3: No, I was very surprised. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it's me the like worst team they've had in 17 years. Isn't hit it me like, hit me like a bolt from the blue when I woke up this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's not surprising. And it's been coming, he's been on death row for a long time. But whenever pe- pe- you think about managers being on death row, I don't know about you guys, but I always think about poor old Claudio Ranieri at Chelsea yeah. back in the day. Mm. Obviously, he was able mm. to exorcise those uh, demons by winning the league with, with Leicester. But Kuman's has been in the same position. He was the choice of the previous president. And history tells us that's only a matter of time. Are when you telling
0: is. me that Ronald Kuman is going to win the title with in Leicester. a couple of years' time? With, with less than Watford. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. Uh, he won't get long enough to win the title with Watford. He'll get a portion of a season. Yeah, so, sorry, yeah. Good yeah. Point. Um and one of the reasons they probably wasn't sat before is probably because they couldn't afford to pay him off. Yeah. Which is a tells its own story as well. And yeah. uh, I guess and that also what feeds into that is also the idea of a lack of a suitable replacement due to the money situation they find themselves in. They're one and a half billion euros in debt, and they've taken out another <clears throat> big financial facility to repair. The stadium, which is crumbling into dust as we mm. speak, it's like a, sand, not like a never sexy castle. is it? Stadium improvements. Got to be done you, though. It's got be like no sexy. Do your sexy. bread and
2: butter. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it, a lot of clubs spend so much money on players, and, and it's the last thing they they plan on spending money on. That's why your Manchester Uniteds and your Saint James's Park. I've heard
3: very very bad stories about Old Trafford's uh, dilapidated state. Is it the same as Saint James's Park? Yeah, yeah,
2: similar similar sort of story To be honest. As well, no Sports director, uh, not for much longer, baby. Posters were uh, very much lord bearing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna,
3: it's gonna, it's yeah, gonna, it's gonna float in the air, <laughs> when, when the Saudi Arabians are finished with it. But on yeah. the Kuman thing, very, very quickly, I found, what I find interesting about it is this: he's a weird combination Kuman, of Barcelona DNA. That kind of really smug phrase that all the big clubs use, yeah. because he, because you know, of the goal he scored for them in, the, in their first ever European Cup final win. Because he'd been friends with Johan Cruyff, and that's a big deal there. At, but alongside that, he's got this quite conservative tactical style, which I think Barcelona fans probably go, okay, we like Kuhn. Mm. On paper, he's up one of our one of ours. But you know, ten years ago, we were playing Guardiola football, and then we revolutionised the entire game. So, I think. That, that, it's it's a story of ambivalence, really, because he has steered them through pretty stormy waters as well. What he would say is, "Well, look, I've done the best I can. It's not my fault you're in this amount of debt. It's not my mm. fault Messi wanted to leave, <clears throat> although it's partly his fault." Uh, so it's it's a story of ambivalence, you know. And, and 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 finally, I would also say that we've seen a lot of big clubs recently have managers that serve as lightning rods. Steve Bruce, Oleg and Solskjaer, <laughs> their ownership quite like it mm. because it means that they don't um, have to take the flak themselves. Yeah. Well, now, From now on, Laporte's going to have to do that with whoever he appoints next. And a lot of these problems, which are nothing to do with Koeman, aren't just going to disappear.
0: Which, would Chavi be another lightning rod though? Because the club are in talks with potentially appointing him. That's what all of the rumours are at the moment mm. Pete
2: well I think I mean he's, he's, in, he's out in uh, I can't remember where Qatar, he? Qatar. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's only just signed a new contract where he's got that Barca release clause but would you even trust Barcelona to even have negotiated that part of it yeah. you know they've just got so to be able find to find a lawyer competent them. enough to engineer that uh, yeah you know you're not going to get paid so don't worry <laughs> yeah, about it yeah. but I mean he's, he's going to come in and he's not uh, he's won like a league title and a couple of cups out there I think but I mean he is uh, going to be helming a ship with some of the worst footballers by Barcelona, or certainly some of the oldest out-of-form footballers yeah. Barcelona have had a long time. continue, Aguero, Garcia at the back is awful. He's got a £400 million uh, release clause, a £400 million euro release clause. Good luck getting
3: that. Yeah. <laughs> no has been that. The other thing I was going to say, I forgot to mention, you just reminded me, Pete, is the idea that Koeman could also say that he's brought a lot of young players through because yeah. he's fucking had to. Yeah. Because mm. of the reason mm. Pete's saying. So... Um, yeah it's an absolute mess it's a mess
0: there's so much more to talk about with this Ronald Koeman sacking at Barcelona and what next for the team but I tell you what rather than us do that we'll leave that to the guys on On The Continent on Football Ramble Presents Dotton Lars Sivetsten and Nicky Bandini are going to be here to really delve into that one in depth and they're also going to check in on more Marseille madness and the latest around Jose's tricky time at Roma Uh, did you see he posted a picture of him eating food on the corner of the street he does that a lot he
3: does does a lot of a kind of, I'm a normal guy like the rest of you. Yeah. Mm. It's got a real Mark Zuckerberg feel to it. Like, as in Mark Zuckerberg feels like he thinks to himself in the morning when he's got to do the latest Senate hearing, Yeah, what would a normal person dress like? Yeah. And have his hair like? Joe says a bit like that. What do the normal people do? I'm going to do that. Yeah. And it looks really inauthentic and odd.
0: I'm sure they probably won't talk about that, but they might do. But anyway, uh, make sure Hope you check do. it out. Yeah. It's out later on today. Um, It's time for us to talk about the wonderful fourth round ties in the Carabao Cup from you last like night. You like Caraba I- yeah. I like Carabao, me like Carabao, me drink Carabao. Um, And it was a bit of a surprise last night at the London Stadium. It finished West Ham nil, Man City nil at the end of the final whistle. And it went to penalties with West Ham beating Man City 5-3, meaning that City have lost a Carabao Cup match for the first time in 5 years mm. wowzers i mean they're they're Let so down. good at this competition not good enough not
2: good enough <laughs> anymore. PA? it was a hell of a defensive display from west what Am. a game massively changed side as well it just tells you that this isn't just about the personality that divin has got at the moment it's the system and mm. i think corp armor i think he's never gonna have a more difficult night i think against those defenders because they were really really good yeah, he'd yeah, be
3: fantastic. Ariola made some amazing saves. It was a yeah. brilliant game. That
2: close-range header,
3: wow. Yeah. It was a brilliant game because West Ham were able to do these counter-attacking forays with the crowd behind them. You know, 60,000 in there again or whatever it was. And it really felt like a proper cup tie. Mm. And for West Ham to stick in there, I imagine Moyes probably said to them, all you've got to do is just stay in the game as long as you can. Yeah, And you keep doing that. We're in good form. We're confident. The crowd will be behind us. And um, they would have fancied it, I think they would have. They would have thought they had not not necessarily to win on penalties, but they thought they would, they would have thought they had a chance here. Oh yeah. Um, and and the one thing I really wanted to point out about this game is that what West Ham did was they let kids in for a pound last night. So they did kids for a quid to kind of b- mm. bolster the the yeah. the, 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 um, the the attendance, which I think is a really good idea. I've said it for years on this show. I don't know why more teams don't do it. You, you see, you see um, stadiums fuller. You see... a better atmosphere, and also it's a long-term investment. How many of those kids are going to have watched that game last Mm. night and gone, bloody hell, what a night. I'm never Mm. going to forget that. I'm definitely going to be a West Ham fan now. And 10, 15 years' time, that's going to pay massive dividends for them. And it contributed to the atmosphere in a big way.
0: I've been in the London Stadium a couple of times this season because I've been covering West Ham in the Europa League. And honestly, I have never heard it like it because I've been to the Mm. London Stadium several times in previous seasons gone by. There is so much togetherness from the players on the pitch, the manager, the coaching staff, and then the fans in the stadium as well. I can just imagine how good the atmosphere was last night based on what I've seen in the in the previous Europa yeah. League home ties this season. What a the turnaround it's been. It's, it's the fit. biggest turnaround I can think of. Honestly, it really, really has. And you know what I think has been most impressive is when you mentioned the changes to the team, Pete, is um I think David Moyes has been really smart with how many changes he's made for the games Mm. in the Europa League, in the Premier League Mm. and then now in the League Cup last night as well because he doesn't make too many that it disrupts the momentum. Mm. He still keeps some key figures in there. And I think that that's really important. We saw with Tottenham in the um, Conference League last week, they made 11 changes and then go and lose to West Ham in the league straight after that, because it's so hard to keep that consistency. And, And of course, when you make loads of changes and it pays off, you look a genius. But I think it's actually really smart to keep some consistency, to keep some momentum, especially when the players are so confident and they're all playing so well together. That can only be a good thing. And I thought that um, last night, Ben Johnson was brilliant again. He's been, for me, in the last few matches, one of the standout players. He's he's such a young talent. He's only 21 years old. And his positioning on the pitch, his ability, his versatility to sort of play on both sides. He can play right back or left back. And now I think it's actually going to be pretty difficult when fell is available to mm. come back and claim that right back spot because he's just claimed it. I think he's kept clean sheets in his last five starts now.
2: Yeah, Four, four clean sheets for the team as well. It's, in, it's incredible. And yeah. that, did you
3: see that point blank save Ariola made from that header?
0: My
2: yeah.
3: God. <laughs> I know it was kind of in his sphere. But, but the reaction was yeah, amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, incredible to watch. But that's
0: another one. It's like, I think the West Ham fans have been talking about whether or not <laughs> Fabianski potentially loses his place, but then after the performance against Spurs at the weekend, maybe not. But Ariola is a, nice mm. a really good deputy, and I think yeah. that one of the that's actually probably going to be one of the difficulties for David Moyes is how you keep your second choice goalkeeper happy. How
2: to keep your biggest men happy? And, and, <laughs> yeah,
0: they are and actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and not him not leave in the summer if he doesn't think he's going to be first choice next season because he's he's such a good keeper mm. that he's mm-hmm. going to want to play first team football mm. and he deserves to really.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it was a, and it was a great performance by West Ham to 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 essentially stymie a City team who feel like this competition is basically their competition. Mm. I know that like Guardiola sees it as a because of the, where where in the football calendar, the, the final sits. They I think he sees it as a real kind of gilding of the Lydia, a real momentum mm. giver to for the final stretch of the season. Right. <clears throat> trophy on the about great stuff. Take yeah. confidence from that. And obviously they're not going they're not going to do that this season. So it'll make an interesting um Potential twist in the title race, maybe, but um, I think West Ham can go on and win this. I do. I think they can mm-hmm. go on and win this tournament, and that'd be a great testament to what David Moyes has done there.
0: Yeah, definitely. For Man City, though, it was the penalties. It was the decider. Foden stepping up first and missing. Bless him. I, I, I hate seeing. I hate seeing players miss <laughs> penalties. I always feel really bad for them. I prefer. I do prefer it when they just go completely wild and they miss it. Just and it's just a complete.
3: Right, okay, yeah. I think it's a testament to the kit they were wearing, which is the worst kit in the league. (laughs) You think? Man City kit, hasn't even got the badge on it.
0: Yeah. It just Mm,
3: says Man City on it. Oh, right, okay. (laughs) It's like a kit for idiots yeah we talked
0: about that before didn't we you don't know we? what team they're watching that I just is, think it's crap yeah, lovely, it's lovely so you're blaming Foden missing his penalty on a poor kid I'm just
3: saying maybe it was some kind of start of a protest some kind of astral From justice him. yeah for, yeah, maybe yeah, it could be. Yeah, I thought I very much enjoyed uh, Jesus' uh, cool oh cool that's penalty. great I was like oh that you is great. dirty boy because he's pushing the limit to what is allowed because you yeah. can't stop your run up but you can no. stutter mm. and he's He's got the presence of mind to wait for the keeper to move the other way and just Mm. stroke it in. Diego Maradona used to do that.
0: Mm. Mm. Very nice. Well, there there you go. go. But they're out now, so we won't be seeing any more of those in the league. (laughs) Not
3: not in this competition. Well
0: done, West Ham, into the quarterfinals. Also in the quarterfinals are Liverpool after beating Preston North End by two goals to nil last night with probably one of the strangest but also... Most wonderful goals scored by Diva mm. What uh, The weirdest technique. I don't even know what you call that. Is it a scorpion kick? I don't really know, but well, it was amazing. I a sticky
3: flick. Frankie McAvoy called it a scorpion kick in this post match. That's not a scorpion kick. you got to go really over the back of your scorpion. head, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was, he's, he's got very low expectations of what a scorpion <laughs> kick is. It was is. very
0: clever, though, wasn't it?
3: It's a spiraliser. It's a. <laughs> <laughs>
2: One of those things that everybody well, think You put the new cucumber t- in. It's a bullet <laughs> of, of, of a move. Yeah. Any more of any more on that, though, oh, it would have been over the bar. It a lovely a, little bit love of improvisation. I love a spiraliser, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah.
3: it was a bit, what, <laughs>
0: you, what a pointless what kitchen tool. Yeah, courgettes. Courgette in
2: there. I think someone bought me one for the Rambo Secret Santa one. You ain't using that. It's followed me to two
3: houses. I've never used it once. Have you ever used a kitchen gadget ever? Got a rice cooker. Oh, rice cookers are life. That's bubbling. You don't
0: have... You, Breach, Breach look,
3: is a rice cooker aficionado. Yeah.
0: You're looking at me like you don't own a rice cooker. I don't. I
3: told you we had this discussion before. Get
0: yourself a rice cooker. You, you, you got will pissed never off at me because I told you
3: I only buy the packet rice that you oh, microwave.
0: depressing. <laughs> it's too depressing. Oily so, quite, and so wet. quite
3: Brexit about that. <laughs> yeah. um, but you're really going to get a little bit lucky with that goal because it looped up at exactly the right height. Yeah.
0: You, uh, you can't call it life. lucky.
3: It was lovely, yeah. The keeper. Was... I enjoyed it. It was a great goal. It was, yeah. I was like, "Wow!" Did you see that? Yeah. I wanted to, I couldn't really work out what. It, that's always it a was great. Weird, wasn't it? It's always a great testament to a goal, but when you see it the first time and you can't work out what's happened.
2: Yeah, you can't figure out people... the angles. I yeah. can not figure out Minus to be fair. No, it's like it was too tight.
3: It was but too tight. But when you get to my age and you see Diva Francesco do that, you feel physical pain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a scorer of. Like special goals, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. seems to be. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. think in The Sky, um, I was watching The Sky post-match of it and they compared it to previous Scorpion kicks. Um, we remember Olivier Giroux's, which was sensational. That
3: wasn't a Scorpion kick either. You know, that was a Scorpion yeah. kick. It was a brilliant goal, but Scorpion kick is a, a René Higita. Well, you flick both feet up over your head.
0: It's got yeah, yeah, yeah. to mimic
3: what a
2: scorpion is. Or one foot over your head or two feet. The, the Even the longer right. bear was a dolphin flick. I think they sort of came up with that at one point. We need
3: to think of a better animal <laughs> for what is Divock it, and what Olivier Giroud is presenting is. About, to us. What
0: about Mikatarians?
3: That was very similar to Giroux from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: think Giroud was the best. If we're comparing all three, I agree. Was the best.
3: And Kate Mason would certainly agree. <laughs> <laughs> <Kate
0: Mason. laughs> yeah, she would say it was Olivier's that was my favourite. And <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to read you out what Scorpion Kick is defined as. Okay, cool. On Wikipedia, That's fine. the Scorpion Kick, also known as a reverse bicycle kick or back hammer kick
2: back hammer. That's got to be a German a translation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, it's backhammer.
1: A backhammer.
0: It is a physical move in association football that is achieved by diving or throwing the body forwards and then placing the hands on the ground to lunge the back heel exactly. forward to kick an incoming Thank ball. You.
3: So it's got to be hands on the floor then. Yeah, if we believe in Mr. Wikipedia,
0: I mean that we should change that. We can add Mr. edit Wikipedia, right? Mr. Yeah. Can you Wikipedia. still do that nowadays? Yeah, but yeah. that
3: but that is a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> Started editing Wikipedia. Probably. Oh, they haven't written about my slippery slope, have they? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, whatever it was called, and people could email in. Or
0: yeah. tweet it. Let us know. Luke, yeah, let Luke, us know. Look, why,
2: why was. It was a great goal. Why was, bearing in mind that uh, the internet is aflame whenever, like, Karen Carney's on core comms on, on the football, like, Freddie Flint talks part not. of the studio thruple.
3: What's that about? I know what you're doing here. What? I didn't agree with that. <laughs> and, you're trying, and you're trying to get me angry. I'm trying to get your, <laughs> yeah. your, your, your take on it. I thought it. it was some of the worst television I've seen <laughs> all year. I'll be totally honest. I've got no beef with Jamie Redknapp. I think he's quite good. I've got no beef with um, Alex Reed because he'd probably rip out my intestines. And, yeah. And, use him to fucking grout his tiling. Right. And I've got no problem at all with Laura Woods, who I think is excellent. Alex Neil, you mean? What did I say? Alex Reed. You, that's, yeah. that's my friend who used to edit Sport Magazine. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a in. Alex Neil. Alex Neil. Did yeah. he fight and, you? And I like Laura. Um, there was no need for Fred, Fred Flintoff to be there. I didn't know what he was doing there. They've basically got a man on because he's from Preston. And I don't think that's acceptable.
0: <laughs> or is it because he's got the same agent as Laura and Jamie?
3: Well, <laughs> well, well there you that's go. That's Wicked Whispers. <laughs> that is Jules Breach's Wicked <laughs> Whispers. But can I just, uh, please just point out that I thought Preston went fantastic in this game, particularly in the first half. A very hard done by. I thought to come off the back of a disappointing derby game they had to play, or they played the week, uh, the game before, uh, and to make so many changes and still give such a good account of themselves they should have probably been a couple of goals about half time I don't know how they didn't score they were amazing but of course the, the, with respect to Preston the quality of Liverpool kind of won out in the end that
2: Maguire chance in the first half was fantastic got, got, mm. got a, got a the one where he goes through yeah,
3: he shit himself <laughs> <laughs> the, ah, have, have you seen some... the replay from behind him behind yeah. it was about 8 foot yeah, Adrian left for him, mm. and he and he kind of spooned it up in the air. Mm. Yeah, it, it was a poor execution on the finish. A couple of times. Um, big shout to um, who was it who got the ball right in the face on the line? Was it Nico? William yeah. yes. Oh yeah,
0: it was. For, <laughs> so for, for, so for the rebound,
2: yeah, absolutely. So to get <laughs> So they
3: did everything they did they could do, but apart from score. They gave a brilliant account themselves, and I wonder if that will relieve some of the pressure on Frankie McAvoy because they're struggling in the championship at the moment. It's
0: my favourite manager's name.
3: Frankie McAvoy. That's a great
0: name, isn't it? And he it? You heard like him speak. Singer? He yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, mm. great Scottish accent. Yeah. Um, right, let's move on to some other games. Um, Tottenham beat Burnley by a goal to nil. Lucas Moura's header saved them, but the Spurs fans were chanting "Nuno, Nuno, make a sub," uh, which made me chuckle a bit, Luke.
3: Yeah, because he doesn't do them. That's the no. joke. The joke is he never makes them.
0: I know. So not yeah. Need to explain it. Yeah,
3: it'd be like Jules Breach. Write an intro. Jules Breach. Jules Breach. Write <laughs> an intro. <laughs> me um, <laughs> drink Carabao. Yeah, I find it very hard to get excited <laughs> about Burnley or Spurs. At yeah. this point, yeah. I think Burnley. Are, I personally think, and I've said this since the start of the season, Burnley are in real trouble. Um, they could do Newcastle a favour, Pete. Although Newcastle yeah. don't need, need a of more of those
2: bad boys. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. 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 Um,
3: and Fulham did it one yeah <laughs> I think. I think Nuno has turned Spurs into a bunch of absolute slugs. Even if they win, they're still so boring. I don't they. they,
2: they, they More's header was nice, didn't it? The
3: ground, lovely. I think Moore's a good and, player, and but pattern. that's his first
2: goal in about fucking six years. Emerson Royals cross. Come on. That Royal, was beautiful, Roy Albert cheese. cheese. Lucas yeah.
0: Moura is one of those players, though, who you always feel like should do more because to watch he's actually quite good, mm. but just like the, the the sort of end product, never gets it. Doesn't it? A, no, he mean. he's in not in scored a, for ages. No, I don't
3: know how long it is, but it's a long time in a
2: club without the pomp of uh, Spurs playing at a big stadium. I just think he would uh, he would have a lovely time.
0: Did you, you hear reckon what the pressure? Yeah. Hmm. yeah, interesting. Did you hear yeah. what um, Sunderland manager Lee Johnson said? Um, so <laughs> this really cracks me up. Um, it's Sunderland at. Uh, Lee Johnson lies in wait for Spurs. After they dodged a ridiculous decision to rule out a Charlie Austin goal, they won on penalty, Sunderland, against QPR on Tuesday. And when he was asked um, who he'd like to play next, he said, I'd love Arsenal or Tottenham away, and then we'll wait for the really big guns when it's two legs. Oh, Uh, oh, I love that. Very good. I love that. Um, Also, Brentford won. They beat Stoke 2-1, finally doing it. In, in Stoke on a cold night after 111 years of trying yeah, is that true they haven't won <laughs> yeah. in Stoke
3: for 111 years that's tough, amazing tough
0: place to go cold night in Stoke amazing how many
2: times have they played though that's what I want to know yeah, good to know mm. that
0: is true that is true so that's uh, some of the Carabao Cup covered we are going to talk about um, Leicester Brighton that one went to penalties as well we'll talk about that after the break cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com
1: this is detective abiline
0: here in you abiline go ahead
1: we've got the body of a male on derwood street whitechapel just behind the tube and mark allen nichols his throat has been cut, a stab wound below his shoulder blade, and uh.
0: Continue, please, detective.
1: Yeah, she's uh, she's cut off his knob and put his bollocks in the recycling bins. Stack presents a thrilling new audio fiction. She cut his throat, unbollocked the guy and decocked him for good measure.
2: The body of a man brutally murdered in Whitechapel was discovered this morning.
1: That was Jackie's way. Evil, bloodthirsty, sexually explicit and just... Yeah, just bloody horrible, really. Step into the scene. Me. Yours truly, moi. That's, uh, me. detect lead detective. Freddie Abiline of Scotland Yard.
2: There is a man next to us who has been brutally murdered and dismembered. We'll go and find his member then. Jesus Christ!
1: Ah, but we've kept his AirPods in, I see. What's he listening to? Death Metal? Zombie Nation? Follow me as I hunt the most vicious serial killer known to man. Good lord, she's stuffed his eye sockets with his own bollocks. Jackie the Ripper. The infamous Whitechapel Murders. Retold. By the makers of the Offensive, available now on all podcast platforms. Sorry, Sally, I got your shoes. Ah, oh, it's my wagamama mama, from earlier. Let's have a closer look. Looks like noodles. Nope, him. Jackie the Ripper. Hold on to your bollocks. Great chat, lads. There, well done. That was really, really interesting. I could have just listened to you two all day. Chat about the Titanic. United is shit. <laughs> <laughs> great to
3: hear after all this time Danny Mills make, finally make a broadcasting contribution <laughs> <laughs> <Isn't that true? laughs> oh you know you know him pretty well right
0: I worked with him in the summer on the Euros yeah um, which was the first time I worked with him um, yeah. but uh, yeah because he does stuff right. for Sky I don't really work with him very much actually right it's now time for this Joe.
1: Show at football. of the jingles Show at football.
2: Show football. Show uh, to how? me that's got big Rick Ashley vibes. yeah I was yeah. going to say
0: how close is that to being a concern that it's a rip off of another song
2: <laughs> <laughs> the production is on point Alex Loveless has got in touch long time listener second or third time emailer, but the other ones were shit and didn't get read out <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not the reason they didn't get read
2: out <laughs> on Tuesday's show you were talking about Gianni Infantino possibly doing a World Cup without certain teams for this extra World Cup in the four year cycle at FIFA don't want to let go uh, if he's wanting to follow on this uh, why not go the full hog and And uh, have a World Cup of teams who don't qualify for the World Cup. Have a limit of no teams. uh, Having a limit of no teams can have a a higher world ranking of 100. And let the shitty teams play the shitty teams. Uh, We've got teams like Andorra, Liechtenstein and even American Samoa. They can have a trophy. They might actually stand a chance of winning. Why not even give a spot in the actual World Cup to the winner? Yeah, I don't mind this. Mm. I don't actually mind
3: this. No. What would you call it though? The Conference League. (laughs) I think you wouldn't even be able to get to the end of the sentence before you got the legal uh, pro- <laughs> the legal letter through the door if you did that yeah. but um, I was on the show when you guys talked about Infantino doing this mm. and uh, it's, I completely agree with what was said it was just a farcical thing but mm. this would at least give I mean I, I personally think for example if we're going to take this seriously for just a second uh, and thank you for sending it in Alex yeah, you know, there is lots of money swashing around FIFA. They yeah. could do worse than invest it in something like this mm. and make it competitive for people. I probably wouldn't call it the shitty World Cup because <laughs> that might be a little bit unfair. <laughs> but you know what I mean, Jules? That would be, it would be all right, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. would you would you watch it? I probably would. Would you?
3: Yeah, I think so. I, I, there's there's um. It's can another. you can you
0: picture Danny Mills doing analysis on the shitty world cup
3: <laughs> on American Samoa? I think Danny Mills is exactly the right kind of pundit for it. For sure. <laughs> I do. But um, friends of ours Kieran and um Paul do a they they folk they they do a lot of work with in this kind of way with mm. teams who don't necessarily all, all you know all have the access to the resources or the players or the quality to to compete at this world cup level. And, and so Paul is the guy who wrote that book up, Pompeii. He went out to the Pacific and, mm. and, and spent time and f- basically founded a, a football team in Micronesia. And Kira and our friends, done a lot of work, great work with them as well. They had the Alternative World Cup in England a year or two, I think maybe a year or two before COVID, where it's di- disputed territories, different countries having a, a tournament. So it's already kind of happening, just not in this type mm. of way. Mm. So it's, I think it's definitely viable if people wanted to put the time and the, and the money into it. Alex, I'm sorry if you did this as a joke. I've run with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've absolutely run with it. Do you
0: like it, Pete?
3: I like it. I, I think we could have the ones from like Disputed Territories
2: as well all taking oh, part. yeah. That's what I'm Be saying. Fantastic, yeah. Lovely.
0: Why not? Cool. Alex. Um, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. You can send in whatever you like or you can respond to some of the things we've been chatting about on today's show, including what a better name for the Scorpion kick should be. The Nutribullet. Um, yeah, or mm. the spiralizer. Quite mm. like that one.
3: Nutribullet's a brand name. Is, is spiralizer yeah. a brand name? Yeah, it will be. Is will it? Be, yeah.
0: okay. Do you think? Well, I don't know
3: if it be. is. Spiraliser's not a brand. A bit like Tannoy. Everyone calls it Tannoy, but it's actually not That's
0: Tannoy. a brand? Yeah. is mm. a brand? Have
3: you ever watched Alan Partridge? Yeah Tano, he says he makes the correct point that Tannoy is a brand name and it should be public address mm. system. Like Hoover. Yeah, yes. exactly like that. Correct.
0: Well, well, well. You, I, you actually thought of one. Well done. Mate. <laughs> it's brilliant. I'm smarter than I look. <laughs> 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 uh, right, back to last night's Carabao Cup games. Oh, my Brighton boys lost on penalties oh. in the end. Uh, it finished 2 all, um between Leicester and Brighton at the King Power, but Leicester were the winners on penalties. 4-2 they won in the penalty shootout. Um, look, it's... I I feel like the the League Cup would have been a really lovely cup for Brighton to go on a run on this season because I think that we've started so well. Um, We've only lost two games this season um, to Man City and Everton in the league and it has been a really positive start. And look, in terms of expectations, never did I think that we were going to finish in top four European places the aim was always to finish top half of the table from the start of the season in yeah, terms of what I've yeah. heard from the club. Um but going on a nice cup run just would have been really nice. I mean there's there's still the FA Cup. Yeah. But
3: were you just, Christmas. Because on the WhatsApp group for the today for today's show, you were um the last thing I heard from you was, yeah, happy with all this stuff. Hopefully we're going to win this shootout now. And then, <laughs> then it went dark after that. Yeah, so. and then <laughs> were were happen, you disappointed?
0: I was, of course I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah I would have loved to. And But, you um, mean, so,
3: but the reason I asked that is some people who support teams with a profile of Brighton, would say, okay, we don't necessarily want this because we want to stay in the Premier League and it's important for us or important for those fans to prioritise that and they don't want their team players to get knackered or injured and all the rest of it. But you think Brighton are now in a position where they can be going for this kind of thing Definitely. I think
0: that's the difference. I think last season I wasn't too bothered because it was most definitely a season of, right, we just need to make sure we stay in the league. But Mm. because of the way the season started, I think that going on a cup run this year is actually quite high on our priority list. Obviously, it would be great to finish as high as we can in the league. And, and look, maybe the club has ambitions now of potentially finishing higher than they initially set out. But for me, if we finished top half of the table and went on a really good cup run with the chance of winning one, that would be an incredible season. And unfortunately now, the League Cup is not going to be one of those. The FA Cup's still there and I hope that Graham Poster actually prioritises that now. I'd really Mm. like to see a strong team play. But look, it's it's still been a really exciting season for us. Although we're out of the League Cup, I'm still feeling pretty happy and we do have the best away kit in the league. (laughs) Wow. <laughs>
2: you do indeed, yeah. I, I think it, Spurs
3: is the best in the league. Piss off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Weppu's goal I thought was lovely. I love a looping header where no one can get the bloody yeah, ball. It yeah, yeah. seems to, ah! seem to go on for ages. It really, yeah. it really did loop beautifully. Br- G- Jeremy Sarmiento as well. Like, he's not played in the league yet. Mm. He was doing. I thought he was really busy, looked really good, and then he gave the ball away I pretty know. much. It was, just so, such a, it was a tragedy.
3: Fair to say Brighton gave Leicester a helping hand.
0: A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little
3: bit. Um, I also read a stat that if you combine the XG four and against from last season, Brighton um, would have finished fifth, right? Yeah. But that's mm. the trick, isn't it? You've got to get that balance. Yeah. The balance of both is hard to, to get.
0: A hundred percent. And
3: Brighton are currently fifth, even though they haven't won a game in the Premier League for four games now. Yeah, I know. so I think mm-hmm.
0: the, the, I think the only concerning thing is, obviously, we started the season so well, um, but so did Southampton last year, and then look where Southampton ended up at the end of last season. So I'm just worried Not about... low enough,
3: in my opinion. Yeah.
0: I'm worried a little bit about losing momentum, but I still think, that with Graham Potter there, and he's he's such a good coach. Honestly, he just really knows what he's doing, and he's changed so much with the team since promotion. And um, players as well. And by players, the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that now I think only Shane Duffy, Lewis Duncan, Solly Marsh are the only three players in the team that were there when Brighton got promoted so five years, years, ago. Ago. Yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, and you know, Shane Duffy left for a bit and came back. So it is quite amazing just how much he's changed things um, in such a short space of time. So. Mm. There we go. Uh, as for Leicester, what did you make of them last night?
3: Um, well I got the job done. Brendan Rogers said after the game that he was um, <clears throat> he was he was reasonably happy the, the players that came in and, and made it made a difference. I think he was particularly happy with Harvey Barnes. Um, oh, the,
2: I I loved the way he sort of sorted his feet out at pace to actually mm. put that in the back of the net. It's so impressive. I, I really enjoyed that opener.
3: And when you and when you look at your, yourself playing football, even in the pomp, <laughs> you go, my God, their feet are so fast. So fast. Yeah, but I, I thought Paterson Tackle looked good again. He, he looks does, like a real player. He? Um, His
0: penalty was very good very as well.
3: Very good, yeah. So look, it's, it's one of those, Leicester are a team who, you know, probably, this may be a bit of a stretch, but other teams of the profile of Brighton might be looking to emulate. So mm. Leicester have gone, of course they won this kind of lightning strike league title. We don't want to take that away from them. But I don't think that's broadly indicative of where they are. Yeah. But they've also picked up an FA Cup. They've also been competitive in Europe. They're, they're doing these things that are at least on paper achievable for Premier League teams if they get decisions right. It doesn't mean they can go and win the title regularly because that's probably a different stratosphere to what we're talking about. So Brighton in many, Leicester in many ways show Brighton what it is they... Can also represent if they make the mm. right decision. So I thought it was an interesting game for that reason. They got the job done. These, um, it was great to see a player who is literally named the same as a wedding I went to of who was a cousin of my ex girlfriend's back in about two thousand six. Jewsbury Hall, yeah, I think yeah. that was a spa weekend, uh, <laughs> yeah, <a> wedding, yeah. <laughs> <a> wedding destination <laughs> of choice for everyone yeah. in the home counties. Um, but I, I, I do think just very, very quickly. You've got this situation in modern football where players come in and look to make a difference in these kind of games. And if they can do it, they can force their way into teams and it can be a a real showcase of their ability. But as you said earlier, Jules, in the first half, it can upset the balance. Mm. So getting that right is really important. I actually think Brendan Rodgers is one of the best around at doing that. And I think he probably showed that last night, Mm. even though they got a helping hand from Brighton who were feeling very generous.
0: Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um also really lovely touch at the King Power there was a minute silence before kickoff to mark the 3rd anniversary of Vishai Prava's death. Um so that was really nice Three touch. 3 years already. Uh, um, it's gone so quickly has, hasn't it? Really that has. time has just flown and some lovely tributes from some of the players on social media as well. Um right, let's move on and talk a little bit about Josh Cavallo, um who is a footballer from Australia whose name you will probably hear quite a lot. And he's going to go down in history because he came out yesterday as the first current men's professional footballer to say that he was gay. And I thought it was quite moving, actually. Mm. It's so strange to say it in this day and age because, like, why should this even be an issue? But the reason it is, is because there is still such a weird kind of a weird thing about it that that no footballers professional footballers feel comfortable to do this so I've always thought I wonder who that footballer will be you know like yeah. when when I've been thinking about it in the past like when we've talked about um people being open about their sexuality that are in in the game and that it's you just don't really hear about it no one talks about it but it's clearly there are there are gay footballers and they are obviously not maybe comfortable enough to speak out so I actually couldn't believe it yesterday when this news came out and Josh Cavallo felt brave enough to do it good on i just think good on him and hopefully this makes so many more people feel comfortable about mm-hmm. speaking out about something that they shouldn't even be ashamed about. Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, leaving behind the 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 breathtaking myopia of Newcastle United's uh, social media team uh, having the uh, the the arrogance to tweet that out, to to, to retweet that, and sort of say we're, we're behind you and stuff, owned by who they're owned by. It's um, mm. it's 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 a it's a long long journey. Do I see anything happening in, in our top flight, uh, in the top leagues in, in Europe? We can't even we can't even be trusted with black players frequently. Like I I I, I can't see a time where, where where people will feel comfortable about about uh, revealing this to, to to the world. I hope I'm proved wrong. Mm. Uh, but it but it, it it I'm very much a glass half empty on this issue. It, it it depressed me more than anything else.
3: I think if you want if you wanted to get. Um a little bit more optimistic about it, you could definitely assess the social media reaction. Yes. Yes. Overwhelmingly positive. The Mm -hmm. reaction was absolutely lovely, I thought. And do you know what? As a straight man myself, I don't want to be someone who kind of tells other people how to live their life or, or what they do because it's not really my place to do so. And we have to entertain the idea that a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking a lot about their personal lives generally because they don't think it's anyone else's business. And I totally get that. Not to me. I'm a terrible gossip. You are. You are. (laughs) Uh, That's absolutely true. Mostly about yourself though, which is is a little bit easier. But all joking aside, what I do want though is I do want to live in a world where people feel comfortable enough to live their life with honesty. And if that honesty makes Josh Cavallo feel better about himself and, and have a more you know promising and fulfilling and happy life, then good on him. I said it on Twitter. Mm. I said everyone, every human being has the right to live with dignity and live with honesty. And, and if he's going to be judged for being honest, then it says a lot more about the people judging and absolutely nothing at all about him. So I'm broadly in support of it. Of course, a uh, very, very positive move. Uh, if he's happy, I, I think everyone should be happy for him. And uh, if it, if, it, if it precipitates other people f- being able to live their lives in honesty, great. I'm I'm all for that as well.
0: You know what was just? I mean, there was a few comments being like, "Why? Why does he have to do this video? Why is this even a thing?" Well, it's a thing because when you then read some of the other comments, and I didn't read them. I don't want to. I don't want to. I actually I don't believe in reading negativity on social media. So the minute I know there's something negative there, I don't. I don't even bother. Yeah. And I thought. That is why he had to do this. That's yeah. why, because there are still so many people that are not accepting of this. Mm. But
3: it's, all, it's also it's not just that though. It's also the fact that he is who he is, and he wants to be able to live his life in honesty. Yeah. He wants to be able to live his life where but is it,
2: honesty is weird word to use though, because he's no, still being honest and be in, and he, he'll be honest and out. You know, but, it, it, no,
3: but I mean, I mean, but his video suggested mm. that he was struggling. He was fighting, in his own words, fighting with his own sexuality for six years. Yeah, right worried about whether people were going to judge him for talking about who he honestly is. So if it's mm. an unhelpful word to use, I don't mean it to be. Mm. I just mean that it, it, at the very least it removes all the admin from his life that he yeah. feels his is bogging him down, dragging him down and, and making him not feel like himself. Mm. That's what I got from the video. And I think if you're going to, if you're going to watch that video, by the way, and sc- grab some kind of negativity from that like i say it says everything about you because if you you must have a heart of stone not to be affected by a young man trying Mm -hmm. to find his way in the world and behaving with that kind of uh, dignity and that kind of honesty i thought it was very touch, very very affecting and very touching
0: and i think as you mentioned luke the support from other footballers um and the support from many people to to, for josh cavallo uh, for his bravery to do this um was really lovely actually I know like Gerard Piquet was one of Griezmann the Griezmann as well Griezmann, Griezmann, Jordan, yeah. Yeah. Jordan Henderson yeah. um, posted as well and there's been a there has been an outpouring of support for him and, and hopefully that continues yeah. mm-hmm. alright well that is all from us today thank you for listening to the Football Ramble part of the Acast Creator Network tomorrow we've got Vish Jim and the wonderful Kate Mason in the hot seat so make sure you join the guys tomorrow for that and we'll see you next time cheers boys bye bye